0: The following program is underwritten by... Do you have an anxious dog? Maybe one that suffers from travel sickness or is afraid of thunderstorms? If so, you need the Anxiety Wrap from the Company of Animals. The Anxiety Wrap can help comfort your dog from fearful situations. Order yours today at www.companyofanimals.us.
1: celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts,
2: Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. Here's the toll-free number, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. That's to Dr. Debbie or to Joey Villani if you have questions about your pet. I believe Ladybug back on the phones today. She Is she talking to other dogs? What is she doing on the phones? Do you know? She, she doesn't tell me. She's not ringing up long-distance charges, is she?
3: You know what? I was wondering why our phone bill was double last month. You should check
2: into that. She's a smart dog. Yep. She's blowing a silent whistle. (laughs) (laughs) That's good on so many levels. Joey Villani, what are you working on today? What are we going to hear out of your mouth?
4: Well, uh, mats, um, how dangerous are mats on your pet? I mean, they just um, make your pet look crappy. or can it really um, injure your pet?
2: Well, they can't be dangerous. I, I imagine it's all cosmetic, right? Or do I got to wait? You got
3: to no, wait. You got to wait
4: because, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> not as good as you think.
2: That's why they call it a tease. Lori Brooks, what are you working on over there in the newsroom for this hour?
5: Well, I'm planning on updating you on the latest about what's going on with the Johnny Depp story about what's going on in Australia with him. And are they going to find him guilty of what he didn't do? That well, could land did. him in jail for a long time and a lot of money. Yeah, if you
2: haven't heard by now, you know the story about the dogs and uh, whether or not they. Uh, I think they just came back to the U.S. They yeah, came. I think they're back. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to blow your news story. I know there's a lot of repercussions, so I'm going to zip yeah. my mouth right now. Here you go. This hour, we have our last hero in our hero segment series. It's uh, come to an end after 26 weeks. Wow, wow, that's a lot of heroes there. Yes, this lady was driving along the highway, and she saw a cat go flying across her window, and she's going to tell us her story. Gosh. Hey, Doug, how are you doing? Hey, doing great. Where are you calling from today? Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay.
6: I'm originally from the Bay Area, but I've lived here for a long time.
2: Well, how how can we help you? i got the whole team here for you.
6: Oh, wow. Okay, see, we've got a um, uh, one-year-old, uh, Jack Russell, that we're sitting we're, um, for his owner, who will be back in July, and... We'll probably see him again from time to time, take care of him. And uh, I think he's got some separation anxiety. I'm not an expert, but uh, when he came to us, we weren't able to really have him obey or do any any simple tasks, even sit. He didn't even know how to sit. Um, Hmm. Trying to figure out how to help him uh, maybe calm down. We know he's a highly energetic dog anyway. Very loving dog, uh, but he doesn't know his boundaries and he has problems with barking at night if or anytime if he's not right in the room with somebody okay Um,
7: so is he doing anything um, else besides the barking
6: uh any other behaviors
7: that are abnormal
6: yeah well he has chewed up a few things he did chew one of his toys up uh fast much faster than he normally would um he hasn't really chewed on things like furniture or tore up anything of ours
7: okay Uh, and then so when you've Have you left him alone and gone places?
6: Yep. Yep. Okay. What's he done
7: when you've left him alone?
6: Uh, Basically, as soon as uh, his owner instructs us to put him in his cage, which is about three feet by two feet maybe, and um, he'll be fine. You know, He'll go in there on his own. He'll be fine until we leave the room, and then he'll start to yip, and then a little bit uh, soon he'll bark, and we can hear him from outside as we have to go to work or somewhere where we can't take him
7: okay and is he having any accidents is he pottying in the kennel when he's being left alone
6: uh, not in the kennel as far as we can tell but he did he just had one um, accident where he piddled on the floor but it wasn't anything big
7: okay and you said he's a, a year old is that correct
6: yeah he's a year old
7: a year old okay so when when his parents brought him to you and said hey can you watch my baby did they say that he had separation anxiety or any other kind of problems.
6: No, not at all.
7: (laughs) Okay. Okay, He's very
6: friendly. He'll he'll go to he'll go to his cage and he won't bark at all at night. He'll go right to his cage and go to sleep and he'll be fine all night. That's what he said. Okay. So he
7: so he's good in the kennel all night long?
6: Uh well when we the first two nights we didn't get a lot of sleep. Okay. Um he barked all night long, even even when he was in the next room and we would go out and calm him down, and he'd be okay for maybe for 10 minutes or so, and then he'd bark again.
7: Okay. So is that kind of what what his norm is, what his patterns are? That's what I'm trying to get at. As far as his family, they, he the, the dog normally sleeps in his kennel at night, and that's he not a problem in the home that, setting?
6: We're not sure if he sleeps in his kennel at night or if he sleeps with his owner. which We have allergies, so that's not an option for us. But, uh, but yeah, so we're not clear the owner didn 't uh, before leaving the country we had two days before he left, and it kind of got him on short notice
7: okay so so, so that 's going to kind of muddy the waters here a little bit because we have a couple unknowns we need to know what this dog 's norm is if he normally sleeps in the kennel and that 's his norm and he does that reliably then he certainly could be having anxiety and separation anxiety from his pet owner. Now, if he normally is accustomed to sleeping in bed with them, he could also just be reacting to being confined. And there are dogs that definitely, when you change the rules on them, they'll have confinement anxiety just for, you know, being in a small area not being able to get out. So yeah. this is a little bit challenging, and I'm not real certain how I can advise you on this because, um, you know, obviously if we knew he was a bed sleeper, I'd say, gosh, you know, we're trying to change the rules. On him, and that's going to be a very hard thing to do in the time frame you have him. Um, Right. As far as a couple things I can advise is when we do have a dog that is having challenges sleeping through the night in a kennel or acclimating to a new arrangement, new home, um, some basic things that we'll try doing. One is ramp up the activity level of this little guy. And Jack Russell's, you know, th- they're made for, like, <laughs> endurance. So yep. as much as we may think that we could tire him out, um, we need to go beyond that. Um, but getting him physically... Um, exhausted and really just kind of working off that energy during the day hours will help him to settle in at night and be more comfortable in his surroundings, even if they are unfamiliar.
6: So uh, he doesn't do well with a leash either. Um, it's like he's in uh, like a wild horse.
7: Oh, jeez. Um, okay. So clearly this guy needs a little training and, and it is not going to be necessarily your job nor your ability right. to train him in the short time you have him. I think we're just trying to find a solution for for kind of the short term for everyone's sake. So if that physical activity means throwing a ball, um, it may mean yeah. even some do- dogs will do laser pointers and have fun chasing those around. Oh. Um, yeah. Or throwing yeah. multiple toys where you can switch out. So if he doesn't like to retrieve, because not every dog likes that, you th- you have a handful of different toys. You throw one to one side of the yard. He gets it, plays with it. Hey, then you got a new one. Hey, look at this one. And you throw it in the opposite end. You can still exercise him if he doesn't play those kind of normal games. Thank <laughs> you. Um, so those yeah. would be, that's the number one thing is wear this boy out as much as possible. The other things that I would do is because we don't really have permission to use medications. We don't know his medical right. history. So we, that's all off the table. We can't even go there. So I would talk about some of the natural remedies and some of those things might be things like pheromones, which I talk about all the time on this show, but I do believe in them. I've used them myself for my own pets and they're the natural scent hormones that have a calming effect on dogs. And what I would certainly do is pick up one of those that it's like, kind of looks like an air freshener, a diffuser that goes into electrical outlet, and have it in the dog's kennel zone. So, basically in the room where his kennel is at at night, and that actually can help to calm him. Um, if oh, we can put a- What call it? Pheromone. It's spelled P-H-E-R. Oh,
6: pheromone,
7: okay. Yeah, pheromone. And, um, so, and then we can also get that in a collar format if he's, you know, capable of wearing a collar. It's just kind of like a little, almost looks like a flea collar. But that's one natural thing that we can certainly do. Um, some of the other things are kind of, um, you know, actually music can be very calming for dogs. So there are audio tapes of doggy lullabies that you can put on at night, but even just some sounds, sounds of the ocean. If you have a sound machine or your alarm clock has that kind of feature on that to let that run at night can, can actually give him something to kind of tune into other than the well for you the barking but also to kind of help relax them and and especially classical music country music and um lullaby music they have um a repetitive rhythm that can actually be quite calming for dogs so um that well, would be what something I'm else tell
6: you, we did we did have success a few nights with playing, playing classical music and mm-hmm. um that, that was surprising to us that we really took to it but uh, it has not worked that yeah. night
7: yeah. And you know there's natural supplements and things as well, but like I said, you know, we don't know his history and and what we can, you know, use in his situation. But I really think that, you know, the the physical exercise is a big one. And then also if he is fussing in the middle of the night and you're comfortable that he isn't in trouble or having problems, let him be because when you do go in there and he's barking and you Kind of go in and you get him out um he he's not learning to settle in, and if it sounds like if he did pretty good after those first two nights, then just need to let him kind of settle into things, get acclimated to your routine and then um yeah. you know, once he comes out of kennel and he's a good quiet boy, then you reward him, you know give him you know approved treats and you know love and pets and and, and really try to positively reinforce that quiet behavior which is is a challenge sometimes Jack Russell's are just always on <laughs> fast forward. Yeah.
6: That's
7: right. I wish we could bottle it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, good luck with that, and um, you're I doing a great a thing trip. taking care of this baby's friend, and um, I just uh, I feel for you both in the situation here.
2: Thanks for your call today. one 405 8405 to reach out to the Dream Team. It's toll-free. Underwriting for Animal Radio comes from World's Best Cat Litter. Listen up, cat people. It's just litter. Until you realize those big boxes mean big smells, big messes, big money. You know what it's about. Judy turned me on to World's Best Cat Litter. It's the best thing she's ever turned me on to. I'll tell you, <laughs> there's some pretty bad things she's turned me on to. This was really good, and I still use it.
3: This is one bad habit, if you don't mind. Having. I love it.
2: And you know what? I can leave the litter sit. I mean, I clean it daily, but I don't have to change the whole litter for a whole 30 days nope, or so. You don't it's have really to good.
3: Dump the whole box.
2: Here's their website tryworldsbest.com. You're listening to Animal
1: Radio. Call the Dream Team now at
0: 1-866-405-8405. Do you have an anxious dog? Maybe one that suffers from travel sickness or is afraid of thunderstorms? If so, you need the Anxiety Wrap from the Company of Animals. The Anxiety Wrap can help comfort your dog from fear of thunderstorms, fireworks, separation anxiety, nervousness, and much, much more. The Anxiety Wrap maintains a gentle pressure on acupressure points in your dog's neck, chest, shoulders, belly, and in the rear legs, thanks to its patented leg straps. Order yours today at www.companyofanimals.us. I am the family dog, and it's that time of year again. The one where pet parents start looking for
1: Fido-friendly hotels and destinations where Fido is welcome. Make no bones about it. Pets are part of the family, and we like to sniff out new places, too. And we hate to be turned away, especially when we're on our best behavior. So we won't be left out in the cold. Be sure to pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine to find the best hotels and destinations where Fido is always welcome. Go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today.
2: Your local pharmacist is also a Health Mart pharmacist, and they're not like other
8: pharmacists. After mom's surgery, I was overwhelmed. But I was so relieved. Her HealthMart pharmacist was there to help. They explained her medication and even delivered to her house. Mom got the personal service she needed, and I got something even
9: better. Peace of mind.
2: Visit HealthMart.com to find a locally owned HealthMart pharmacy near you. HealthMart, caring for you and about you. You know
10: canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800 392
1: Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
2: It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets, toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, 405 8405 And we'll head back to the phones for your calls in just a second for Dr. Debbie and dog father Joey Volani. Uh, Lori Brooks working hard in the newsroom. What do you got coming up this hour?
5: Well, you know, Lady Gaga has inspired us in many ways and you can only imagine the inspirations that she has received to do all the wacky things that she has and that you know the wacky things that she's worn but we're going to tell you what her dog asia has inspired lady gaga to do coming up
2: ooh, her dog is inspired her dog's telling her what Mm -hmm. to do now okay that's good well speaking of wacky wacky wednesday is just around the corner and that's our uh, big contest over at our facebook page you upload your wacky pet pictures and every week we look for the most likes and most shares and we offer you a great prize in return so go take those wacky pictures now and be ready to upload them this Wednesday to win
3: this week from Proden we have plaque off
2: plaque off plaque off can you say that yes and
3: you know our pets have really bad teeth a lot of people don't get their dentals done but this is it's an oral health care supplement and it works with the saliva to help break down bad breath the plaque and even the tartar buildup you just sprinkle it on the dog's food or cats it's for both dogs and cats just once a day and a 60 gram bottle will last a small dog or cat for a whole year or a large, large dog, up to two months. And it's all natural, human-grade, and human-tested. Mm, so, could... Hal, you might be able to I use it on myself, yes. This.
2: I yeah, have horrible
3: gingivitis, well.
2: and yes. my breath is <laughs> gas. <gasoline.
5: Yuck. laughs> But Am I what- the only one who thought of plaque on, plaque off? Oh, I remember that. I remember <laughs> the <that>. placard.
2: <laughs> Judy just pulled this out of the newspaper. This is kind of an interesting story out of Michigan. An animal control worker was convinced he was looking at a young tiger laying in a driveway. So he approached with care and called the police. Uh, but when his co worker approached from another direction, she realized there was nothing ferocious about the feline. Turns out it was a stuffed animal.
3: Oh, my gosh. I guess they're just making these stuffed animals real life-like nowadays.
2: Let's take another one for the illustrious Dr. Debbie. And we have George on the phone. Hey, George, how are you doing? I'm
11: doing fine. How
2: are you doing? Good. Where are you calling from today?
11: I'm in Huntington Beach,
2: California. Beautiful Los Angeles area. Thank you for listening to Animal Radio.
11: So, George, what can we help you with here today? Dr. Debbie, I have a fat Siamese cat, and I'm standing next to her right now. When I come into the room... This is what she does. Did you hear that? Do it again. <laughs> well, you know, I feed her, and she's getting fat, and she's getting fatter, so I cut her diet down to whenever she does this to me, which is quite often. I've got like a 2 tablespoon uh, size cup, and I just take a little. I use this Iams um, Proactive Health Indoor Weight Hairball Care Formula, and mm-hmm. uh, she gobbles it up. Then she goes around the carpet a few hours later, or maybe even a few minutes later, throws it up, and then comes back and says, Meow! Oh,
7: poor dear. Uh, Now, how much does this kid weigh?
11: My gosh. You know, Siamese aren't that big. I think she weighs at least 12 pounds.
7: Yeah, that's a big Siamese, because a lot of female Siamese will be about six, seven, even eight pounds. So yeah, Yeah. that sounds a bit heavy. Okay, so, so she's very vocal, and then when she, when she is vocal, you feed her. Is that pretty much what I'm getting?
11: Well, yeah, what am I supposed to do? Just let her meow till, you know, I can't stand it anymore? (laughs)
7: Oh, gosh, you know what? Okay, here's some kitty tough love advice. (laughs) Well, to some degree, Siamese will talk to you about anything and everything. And if she's learning the cue of talking to you gives me food, then that's, that's a positive reward that she has just gotten for that. Now, some folks with Siamese love that verbal nature that they have, and they love to kind of chatter back and forth with their kitties. I am a little troubled, though, that this is rewarded by feeding um, in every instance, and we need to find a substitute action or behavior that we can reward, um, if you will, <laughs> her talking to you and find a different way that we can do feeding. So there are some ways, but it does take tough love. And I'm very serious about it that you have to kind of get yourself out of the feeding equation. So for a kitty that is a real big demander of feeding, uh, one strategy that I would work towards is to try to get her to utilize a timed feeder. And the idea with this is that we don't want her to cry and get food. We want her to learn that food will come from this magical box and that it will come at set times and meowing to dad isn't going to make me this open up any sooner. Uh-huh. So that that takes time. So there are ways to kind of get her used to that. Um, and there's some great time feeders that you can purchase online, um, pet stores and so forth, where you basically have a battery and then the little compartments open at preset times. Uh-huh. Um, This is a great tool for that cat that tries to wake you up in the middle of the night at 2, 3 a.m. Instead of getting up when they do this, you you train them that they go to the feeder at that time and it opens up on its own. So that way you take yourself out of that equation. You can sleep at night. (laughs) Right. So, so to get that on
6: top of me at night. Oh, (laughs) I know that.
11: Yeah.
7: Well, we definitely don't want her to get too heavy because that will make and, it difficult to sleep then.
11: And yeah, and then when, if I move, she complains.
7: <laughs> oh, she's got you wrapped around her little paw. I can tell. Oh, yeah. Now, so some of the other things that I would say, working towards this idea of getting her to a time feeder, you can actually um, work on measuring her daily amount of her food in a container. So uh-huh. what we would want to do is to give her opportunities to work for her food independent of you. So you might have to fill a little toy. There are nice little interactive toys where they're basically kind of little puzzles. Uh So that's a very good way to kind of get her activity level up and to make her work for food. Because if you face it, indoor cats sit around on their butt and wait for us to serve them. So this will give her something to do and to also kind of uh, you know get her off that couch and work for that food
11: there. (laughs) Right. So how much food should I give her a day?
7: Oh, that's a great question, and the answer is um, I will usually refer people to the bag of the food that they're on <laughs> because every diet is a little bit different in the calorie content, so there's no way we can compare uh, food one, two, or three to each other. For a cat that's overweight, by limiting the volume of food, you're also limiting the nutrients and they'd be missing out on things and, and definitely can have some nutritional issues. So, um, you know, that, that too, we might have to get her into a weight loss diet. Um, you know, one of maybe the high protein diets, um, that kind of work like catkins, if you will, um, to help oh. them lose <laughs> lean weight. <laughs> but usually if I've got an overweight cat, um, they're really, um, it's difficult to get cats to lose weight in general. It really is. It's hard. It, it's, it's harder than me eating pizzas and drinking wine on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I would consider getting her on a weight loss diet. Those are generally prescription foods. There's a lot of different companies that have those. And, um, that, that might be one other thing that we can do to really get this girl to kind of trim down a little bit more.
11: Yeah, she's turning into a round ball.
7: Oh, yeah. yeah. And you know what? I love the Siamese. They're very vocal. They can be very active and very athletic, too. So maybe if we can kind of get this gal lean down a little bit, um, you know, you might see some more of that kittenhood come
1: back. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
9: This is an Animal Radio News Update. Brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy with prescription medications and over-the-counter products like Advantix Flea and Tick Medication delivered right to your door. Learn more at fosterandsmith.com.
5: I'm Lori Brooks. Johnny Depp is still being dogged, if you will, by his quarantine case in Australia, despite sending his puppies back to the United States after that customs flat began last month, if you remember that. Well, Depp has since been down under filming a movie and now could face up to a decade in prison, plus a $263,000 fine if he's convicted of smuggling his pups, little Yorkshire Terriers, Pistol and Boo into the country. Australia's Minister of Agriculture has accused the actor of flying his dogs into Queensland, australia on his private jet back in april he says that depp and his wife actress amber heard didn't declare the dogs on their customs forms or provide them proper documentation when the Agminister, by the way threatened to euthanize the terriers if depp did not send them back to the u.s within three days yes depp is an animal lover and he complied immediately Uh, There is a new study out that took a look at how human brains react to seeing photos of children and our pets. And it's really interesting. After studying pictures of the brain while participants looked at the pictures, researchers found the brain activity of humans... Is strikingly similar, but there are a couple of differences. Like they say, the area of our brain, which represents the human-to-human bond, was not activated by pets in that case. Interesting that so far researchers have only studied the relationship between dogs and their human mothers, and relationships with humans and cats have yet to be studied. Last year, when she released an album of jazz cover tunes you remember with Tony Bennett, well, Lady Gaga showed us certainly that her talents go far beyond music and her outlandish outfits. And as it turns out, Lady Gaga has even more surprises up her sleeve. We hear she is working on a line of pet products inspired by her dog, Asia gaga will be the artistic director for this canine collection that we're referring to which will feature pet clothing and accessories toys and food bowls too
4: see maybe lady gaga can make that all meat um, costume like she wore for pets so it could be a treat as well you know you could put it on your pet and then they can have a treat
5: <laughs> to purpose <laughs> i'm Lori brooks you can always get more breaking animal news anytime online at animalradio.com
9: this has been an Animal Radio News update brought to you by Drs. Foster & Smith Pet Pharmacy. With everyday low prices on products like Quellan and Remedil, delivered right to your door with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Learn more at fosterandsmith.com.
0: Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies have a vet VIPPS-accredited online pharmacy covering all your pet's needs, from heartworm medications and anti-inflammatories like Remedil to non-prescription items like Canine Advantix Flea and Tick Preventive. Doctors Foster & Smith has your pet covered. We'll even contact your vet for you, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day with free shipping on orders over $49. Shop online at FosterAndSmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first.
3: At Stella & Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella & Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish, sourced from USDA Inspection. Facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet, with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella and Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at Stellaandchewis.com. You're
1: listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
2: Stephen Tyler, a big chinchilla lover, he has uh, several chinchillas.
3: I thought he had tarantulas. You said last time.
2: Tarantulas and chinchillas.
3: Okay, let's get that straight.
2: We're very informative here, Adam. <laughs> It's uh toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five 405 8405 to reach out to the Animal Radio Dream Team. Dr. Debbie and dog father Joey Villani answering your questions. And we'll head back to the phones in just a couple of seconds. But first, I want to visit with five Aussies who are here in the U.S. Anthony Amos is joining us. Hi, Anthony. How are you doing? G'day, mate. How are you? Oh, very well, thank you very much. You're uh traveling across the U.S. in an RV and a hydro dog. And uh, once again, I'll hold up the picture to the microphone so people can see this here. The hydro dog is a uh, looks like a blue dog, is what it is. You bathe dogs in it. It's pretty cool. It, cool it's eh? a little grooming center. What is it? A grooming unit?
12: Yeah, it basically is, mate. It's a uh, it's a big blue dog, fiberglass dog, and inside that dog you wash and groom a dog. And it's a mobile company that goes to your home and pretty much provides the service to um, to groomy dogs. So it obviously originated in Australia. It's basically a van with a big blue dog on the back. So it's all wrapped, in the front part looks like a dog kennel. Now the dog's sitting on the back of the transit van.
2: Oh, it sounds very exciting. Now, your goal is to wash 25,000 dogs in this next, uh, what year? Uh, 18 months? How many? 18. 18 yep. months. Okay. 18 months. That's right. Yep. And 100% of the proceeds are donated back to local shelters. God bless you. That's a lot yep. of work for you, isn't it?
12: It really is, mate. I think the biggest challenge, uh, for the five of us, you know, obviously we're all Australian <laughs> and We've just gone from a really nice home into a 200-square-foot place. That transition was very challenging. But now we're there, we're already around practising, being in the RV. And what we know is if we get to the local shelters, we've got a massive um, campaign with great PR behind us. And that particular day itself, we make it very aware to the community. We get out there and wash all the dogs ourselves. We turn it into a big festival, like a big day where people come down and spend money on items and what have you, and all of that money, like we're going to charge $20 a dog to have the dog washed and all that money will be handed over to those um, shelters on that day for them to um, to work. But we didn't want to get caught up in the whole, um, the, um, what do you call it, the charitable aspect where we take the money and write a cheque and all that. We just want to come in, make it a great day. We've got some great sponsors. We're going to be able to promote our business as we're going. So we thought that was... You know, more than fair to do that for them on that
2: side. Sure. It's a it's a win win situation all around. And I gotta tell you, when we first started Animal Radio, actually a couple of years into Animal Radio, we got an R V and we traveled the country and went from shelter to shelter and uh I can't imagine it was just me and Judy at that time. <laughs> uh you're traveling with four others, your family, your entire family with you there. Uh they're all on board for this, right?
12: Well, it's funny you should um, say all on board. It was actually, you know, my wife's idea in the middle of the night because we're working out how we were going to, you know, piece this new strategy together, and she woke me up in the middle of the night. And said, oh, this, this, this sounds good. She, no, 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 we, we, we're doing the big blue dog. We're going to take it around America. I said, what are you talking about? She said, let's get an RV and experience America, see all the monumental places for the kids, and they can get a great learn. And all I could think about was taking a photo of the big blue dog in front of Mount Rushmore, one of the the, uh, (laughs) monuments in Washington, D.C., and it started, and instantly I put it into action. We bought the RV. We've been learning to, obviously, maneuver it and park it and stay in the RV park so we can get ready
2: for our our trip have you been trained on the uh dump station yet the whole uh that's the uh that's the portion that uh is not so much fun
12: oh my god well i've got a 10 year old son who is an absolute champion and i'm taught him very very well how to do all of that
2: oh good uh good luck with this it sounds like a a tremendous idea i would love to check in and see if your enthusiasm is as
12: uh let me tell you mate just having these showers early in the morning You know, who gets in first and who gets in second. (laughs) It's already started, but uh, we've got a little routine. I think we've got to piece together a little bit more smartly than what we're doing right now.
4: (laughs) You know what's funny is um I've been talking to Anthony um a while back because this is a, a grooming thing, and he has a hell of a lot of energy. But I feel sorry for some of the people that, you know, that after a while when this blows up, because I don't know if you guys know, I believe it, and correct me if I'm wrong, you you were an ex-professional rugby player as well?
12: Yeah, I, I started my career the first two years straight out of high school. I played for the state and shadow for Australia, and I just came into uh a professional footy side, for two years and that's where I really thought that I was going to play my days out but then something was missing, that you know, sort of being told what to do in that professional area bugged me a little bit and I wanted to start my own business, always did and then basically what we did, what we did is we went out and bought a hydro bath, and I'm sure you know what that is, it's just a dog bath, for $1,200, stuck it in the back of a, uh, a trailer in my backyard, when I want to say a trailer like a garden trailer, rented a mobile phone, put an ad in the newspaper and that's pretty much how our business began. I remember that Saturday morning, someone ringing up was like, um, hello, uh, Hydra Dog Anthony's yeah? saying, yes, yeah, so I just read your ad in the paper for $10. Will you come and do my dog? <laughs> oh my God, this is incredible. So by the time I got to my brother's place, we'd had 10 dogs booked in. Now, you've got to remember, at 21, that's a little bit of a big deal back then. And we get, we get to my brother's place. And I said, don't forget the dog shampoo we get to our first job and my brother put dishwashing liquid in instead of dog, dog shit. Oh, boy. So we washed our first 10 dogs in dog sh- in, uh, in dishwashing liquid. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs>
2: when do you leave?
12: We're trying to make that happen. Um, the Second week in July.
2: Okay. We have a lot of listeners in, in Tampa, a couple of stations there, so we should, we should rally all together for you is what I'm thinking.
12: Oh, that'd be fantastic. I think all the support we could get the first month we're going to be in Florida. We want to iron out all the bugs, find out what's trending, what's not working. Good luck ironing life. out
2: those bugs in Florida, man. They're big. They're, They're big are. bugs. Yes, they are. <laughs> and listen, I want I want people to check out the website, com, and it's B-A-T-H-E to save.com. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. And we'll check in with you once again, Anthony. Please give a hug to all of your family.
13: Hi,
2: this is Iron Chef Cat Cora on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. This is Animal Radio, baby. Hi, Janet. Yes. How's your toy poodle? Uh, she's fine. What's going on with her? What's her name?
14: Uh, Sophie.
2: How's Sophie today?
14: Yes. Uh, well, I just got home and she's been, uh, not caged, but uh, put in the kitchen while I was gone for a couple of hours. Uh-huh. But she's happy to see mm-hmm. me. Good. But um, And she's a good little dog. She's very loving, very affectionate. She listens to commands and everything, and she's two years old. But we have a couple little problems with her. Uh, one of them, she rolls a ball around the house all the time, and when she gets it in a place where it's hard for her to get out, she gets very frustrated and starts pulling on the carpet. And she, up did thing.
7: you say she rolls all over the
2: house? rolls a ball around she the house. She rolls the ball. Oh, she
14: rolls a ball. around the house with her nose. Okay, all right. I'm envisioning her rolling. For an hour. You know, she'll go for an hour with that thing all over the place. Okay. That's, that's her fun time, I guess. But when she gets it stuck in a place that uh we have to tell her to back it up, so if she has trouble backing it up, she'll grab a piece of the rug and pull on it. So oh, I dear. If there's okay. any way I can break her from that.
7: Well, um, in, in, this behavior is only occurring when she's playing her ball regimen. Yes. I guess the simplest thing that I'm going to say is that we, we need to control that ball playing activity um, because especially if it's something she does almost to an obsessive level, um, yeah. there's a bit of anxiety. It's fun, but it can be a bit of an anxiety uh, driving experience so that she may not do her normal things. Her behaviors may be inappropriate at that time, and digging or you know, tearing up the carpet um, is just a factor of her anxiety with wanting to get to that ball. There's other ways we can make this game. Um, maybe a little bit more of an outlet for her. So if we can take the ball outside, throw it... Because if we can have a little bit more control over that play time, where she can find the ball, retrieve it, you know, or you can play back and forth with her, that is going to decrease some of her anxiety. If it gets out of her reach, and then she's forced to start to do some of these behaviors that are a little bit more on the obsessive line, so that that's probably going to be the easiest thing. The other thing that I would make sure we do is that we give her some other physical outlet, um, besides the ball, um, because it really can become truly a, a problem uh, fun toy, and, and I have a couple dogs that come here in my office, and if we pull out a ball, it, it's like they're in the zone, and nothing else in this world matters, and they're just totally focused on
14: that. Uh, that's where she is. If I pick up her ball to take it outside, she actually barks and whines.
7: So I, I would say we need to also find some other outlets for physical activity for her. You know, and she may not love it like she loves the ball, but what it will do is it'll help to expend some of that energy, especially that nervous energy that we're building up as we're playing ball. So we take her out. We go our out running we go out for walks um you know whatever it is that we can do for her that doesn't directly draw on that that kind of the uh, obsessive uh, behavior with her ball
1: you're listening to animal radio call the dream team now at 1-866-405-8405 it's animal
2: radio celebrating our connection with our pets the toll free number 18664058405 before the end of the show today our last hero yeah i know it's the end of this segment we had some calls people said there's no more heroes yeah well i'm sure there are heroes but uh, this particular i know we'll
3: that. have them back we just won't be the hero segment but they'll still be our heroes
2: so today, our last hero in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. And it's a doozy. It's a good one. It's a weird one. Very, very strange. Uh, you can ask your questions at one 405 8405 Or you can send them to us via email or through the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Uh, we got one from Emilio. She's our friend in Mexico. She sent us an email through the app. And she writes, Dear Dr. White, Do you know, I don't know who Dr. White is. I
7: have many aliases. Yes.
2: Dr. Debbie's uh, one of my friend's dogs who is 15 years old and he's really bad in his joints. But about two months ago, he's been suffering from seizures about four times. He would start doing this routine every day in the morning. Sometimes in the evening too, he'd go round and round for two or three hours. Sometimes just like he's following a spiral and then he'll fall down. Uh, The vet here says it's something to do with his brain, but they don't really know what it can be. And they do prescribe him phenobarbital, but that keeps him sleeping most of the time. Can you give me your opinion about this?
7: Well, I mean, we we do have an older pet and we have two neurologic symptoms that are quite serious going on. The, the seizuring, also the circling and circling for duration of two to three hours is clearly abnormal. What would be interesting is whether or not this, um, the spinning, if that diminishes when we're on phenobarbital. The tough thing is, yeah, I would agree. This is probably something going on in the brain. And, and typically we kind of just generally classify as tumors, um, with a dog of this age and those symptoms, something is causing very erratic neurologic symptoms. So, If the phenobarbital is helping diminish the circling, then some degree of sedation may be necessary. There are other anti-seizure medicines we can kind of play around with and alter and and maybe find a a regimen that might be less um, sedative in nature. And I'm not sure what capacity of treatment they have, where they're at, or how much they want to get into, but we certainly can do imaging on the brain to better identify that. Either by an MRI or a CT scan. And there, outside of surgery, there actually is radiation therapy we do, um, do on brain tumors in dogs. And that can be helpful, um, in kind of limiting the symptoms as well as giving more longevity. But, you know, 15 years old, I, I think we just have to kind of look at quality of life overall and, and yeah. where these people, you know, really might want to go.
2: Mm. So yeah. is the circling part of a seizure or is that, you say it's completely unrelated or different? Well,
7: it can be different, and what we often see with older pets is they'll have these almost anxious like uh, circling behaviors where they just spin themselves continually, so it isn't necessarily a seizure, but it it's a kind of a repetitive type behavior that can um, happen um, now and I'm assuming you know when we have this kind of thing, we always look at the ears and make sure there's nothing inner ear, but um, that that typically Th- this little guy I-, I really do worry he has some kind of brain lesion there
4: okay
2: well there you go hopefully that answers some questions for you Emilio. you remember you can ask your questions directly from the animal radio app or email them to us here at animal radio or call right now one 405 8405 and what do you say we go to roland hey roland how are you doing okay thank you where are you calling from today uh, i pennsylvania beautiful Reading. what can we do for you
15: well, I'm uh, having a little bit of a problem with my uh, with my dog. It's uh, she's four years old. She's a combination uh, poodle, Eskimo, and Golden Retriever. Wow, That's And different. the problem I'm having with her is uh, I can't get her to walk where I want to go. <laughs> I have to go where <coughs> she wants to go.
7: Oh, okay.
15: Now let me give you some background, if you don't mind. About uh, six months ago, my doctors asked me to go ahead and do some walking. So I found a a one-mile route that I started uh, taking. And at first, she was very willing to go with me. And I had her uh, uh, on a leash. And then about two months later, she started hesitating. She didn't want to go where I wanted to go. So I would try tugging her a little bit, and she'd slip out of her collar. So I decided i will get a harness. So I got a harness, and that helped for a while. Then all of a sudden, about, oh, I'd say maybe about two months ago, She's hesitating again. She doesn't want to go where I want to go. She, she wants to take me for a walk. Then mm. this particular month, she doesn't even want to leave the uh, driveway of the house.
7: Mm. This kind of troubles me, Roland, because I'm going to say you've been to the doctor for your medical things. This really worries me because a change in behavior where a dog is reluctant to walk at all. Uh, Not just being mischievous and not just saying I have a mind of my own and I want to go somewhere else but I don't want to get out of the yard and step out into the street and go to the park. That's not a normal behavior pattern from her previous. Ah. So that really has me concerned. So I would say first go to the vet and get her evaluated. Right. Um, we can have all gamuts of different things that can be causing either pain, weakness, hormone problems. So that is really the, the number one thing that I would encourage you oh, to boy, do. Yes. If the doctor comes back and says, hey, everything's fine, I've checked her out, I did some blood work, no, there's nothing going on, this is a behavioral thing, then there's a couple things I would do. You may want to look at getting a head harness, Um kind of like the similar to what horses wear when they wear a bridle. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's one method that we can use to direct a dog's movement without having to do big corrections or worry um, so much about yanking and pulling because it self-corrects them. They don't like their nose going in the wrong way. Right, so it right. gently corrects them just kind of using pressure points on their face. Oh, okay. So the other thing is bribery. Bribery works with dogs.
15: Well, I tried giving her a treat when she wouldn't move. She wouldn't
7: take the treat. <laughs> well, that's a serious problem, and and that kind of goes back to my first thought that you know this this may be something of a medical uh-huh. need. But generally, if you pull out a treat, and and if it's not the the everyday treat, not the milk bone, it's not the treats that you have on the counter that right, she always does. Right. This is a special treat, right? Yes, yeah, so it may be a little piece of cheese, it may, may be a little bite of uh, um braunschweiger, It may be something that's just really yummy and out of the norm. And then you use that and pair that with your command of come uh-huh. or heal, and then you reward her. And you may only do that for 2 minutes and that's it. And then mm-hmm. you go back to the house. But uh you know, I I'm going to say, you know, I really think we we ought to get this baby checked out. Make sure she's in good,
2: sound health and that we're not missing something else going on. I'm
15: going to do that. Yes, I'll take it. I'll make an appointment with the vet. Well, thank you very much for your advice. I appreciate that.
2: Thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Tell a friend. Toll free. It's Mm 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating the connection
1: with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Volani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and
2: Judy Francis. Here's the number. Write it on your unk, 1-866-405-8405. It's toll free to Dr. Debbie or dog father, Joey Volani. And, uh, you know, we can also ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. In fact, I see Joey's asking himself some questions right now. He, he downloaded the app and he's actually <laughs> writing to himself. Yes. Right yes, now. I am. So we'll, we'll go to the phones in just a couple of seconds here. Judy just brought me this story out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And, you know, you, you think of firefighters as being heroic and mm-hmm. keeping us the, the women and children out of harm. Safe. Safe. Yes.
3: coming to our rescue.
2: Uh, firefighters were too big to rescue a kitten from a storm drain in south-central Pennsylvania.
3: How big were they?
2: They, uh, Too big, (laughs) apparently. The uh, Lancaster Township firefighters responded when a six-year-old girl and her friends saw the trapped kitten. The girl's mother uh, called 911 and then gave firefighters permission to lower her kindergartner that's how old you are when you're six nearly three feet down into the storm drain which was too big for the firefighters to get the kitten that's a that, brave was little girl. Yeah, that was stuck down there yeah that's a brave little girl and a gutsy mom so and i had
3: a, to let her daughter do that
2: uh, it all worked out thankfully good and uh in fact the fire department's promoting it on their facebook page cool little <laughs> they, story
3: they
5: saved the kitten
2: now let's uh, head to the newsroom where we got the real news brewing and Lori brooks well, what are you working on
5: yeah, this isn't breaking news, but I have spent more time than I care to admit on this one. And that is trying to figure out the best fabric for your next sofa for you as the pet lover. That's Ooh, important. That's actually a good I do that one, when yes. I go shopping for sofas. <laughs> yep. I make sure. I've learned over yeah, the years. Yeah, there's a lot of things to consider. So I, yep. I did some research on, on kinds of fabric and different patterns and things like that that are good for we pet people.
2: Yeah. Yep. I walk into the store and I immediately say, do you have any fabrics that match cat vomit? Because that would be the fabric
5: I would go for. A little hairball fabric.
4: I walk into the store and I say, do you got a patch kit that goes with the
2: couch? Yours is all torn up, isn't it?
4: Listen, I got four Karen Terriers and an umbrella cockatoo. What do you think? I mean, it's, um, when it, it, it's brand new, the next day it's old.
2: You walk yeah. into any pet lover's house and you'll see the, uh.
5: You usually see the comforter that's thrown over the couch.
2: Yes. To cover it. Let <laughs> uh, you know what's underneath. Yeah. Oh, hey, we just got this email. This is cool. I wanted to share this with you. This was uh, actually addressed to Dr. Debbie. Kelly writes, I just want to let you know that your show has helped me so much. I had a loud, rambunctious black and tan coonhound mix. For seven years, I could not get him under control. Not with Caesar, Caesar Milan, of course. Yes. Not with any advice. I started listening to your show last week and heard you repeatedly talking about redirection instead of punishment or yelling or treating at the wrong time. And the difference in him is like a whole new dog already. Amazing. Thank you so much for all you do, and your show has helped us so much. Yeah, we're
14: a big yeah,
3: proponent
2: woo-hoo. of treating your animals when they do good instead of uh, punishing them. Or, or
3: Yeah, punishment doesn't work. you just got to redirect their bad behavior into good behavior that you want.
5: I like to say make it easy for them to do the right thing yeah, or the good thing.
3: Absolutely. you got
5: to set them up to do the right thing.
2: You right. do that with me, and you've trained me very well.
3: Yes, I've set you up to do the right
2: thing. You actually have me clicker trained, don't you? Yep.
3: Good boy. Oh, sit down, Hal. Can you give me paw?
2: Oh, hi, Sandy. Hello. How are you doing today?
16: I'm fine, thanks. Uh, I'm I'm the grandmother of this puppy, and I have to dog sit for two weeks, so I need some help. Okay.
8: <laughs> okay.
16: <laughs> <laughs> we have a a two and a half year old lab mix. I think he's lab and perhaps some pit. He looks an awful lot just like a lab. Uh, was it was a pound puppy. Uh, great wonderful dog but he has this habit of running outside and running to a particular tree in the backyard and eating all the bark off of it as high as he can reach Ooh. and it is very much I, I we think an attention getting behavior but okay. it's, it's just immediate and They've just purchased a new home, and he's already got one tree in the backyard destroyed, and then in a rental house where they were before. He did the very same thing. So
3: Uh, he just takes the
16: biggest tree, and he runs to it, and he reaches up and just starts gnawing on the tree.
7: That is crazy. I can Hi. I can just kind of picture one of my dear Labradors oh. doing that same thing. <laughs> oh,
16: well, have you got any suggestions? Uh,
7: yeah, I sure do. And they're not going to be easy fixes. That's the thing I'll, I'll start with, is that it certainly very well could be that this is an attention-seeking behavior, especially if, you know, when you notice it, the arms go up and you go, Hey,
8: what are you doing? Stop it! That because does that- happen,
16: and he wants to make sure you've seen him do it. Because- because he'll turn around and look and make sure somebody's looking. Oh, sure,
7: it's a game. Then that's that can be at least part of his trigger for that. And that's hard because we don't want him to do that. We would. The instinct is to correct them when they do this. Um, but the real, the root of the problem is is that we got to get back to the square one. One is we have to decrease his access to this tree or to any favored tree that he might do this to. And the other thing is we've got to get his activity level up. We've got to get him tired. We've got to get him mentally stimulated. Dogs who do this type of behavior, whether it's chewing a tree or chewing your baseboards, your drywall... They are bored, and as much as we would like to think that we are the end and the be-all of their world, they can do so much more, and that may be things like sporting events, get them out running, get on a bicycle, have them follow along with you. We've got to get this guy tired. Um, A sleepy or tired dog will be less apt to be destructive and to have these kind of behaviors. So That's definitely one of the biggest things. Okay decreasing the opportunity is going to be a couple different ways that we can do that. If he's going outdoors to do his business, we can do that by, instead of letting him have free reign, take him out on leash, take him out and actually supervise his activities outside. If he's left to his own devices, that's our mistake. That's not his mistake. So then we have to take back that access and control now, if that's not possible all the time, there may be ways to do fencing or even invisible fencing, which can be very helpful, especially people in rural areas where it's very hard to kind of keep a dog from accessing certain areas. And many dogs will respond backyard. very well to that.
16: Okay. Backyard is um, it's, fenced in, but it's not very big. So you're, okay. you're thinking maybe putting, putting a fencing around the tree or something just so he can't get at it.
7: That's one thing. The other would be to, the, to use invesil, invisible fencing, which is basically it's a it's a whole kind of apparatus you can have installed where if there's an area, a zone in the yard where you don't want a dog to go. And sometimes we use this for fence jumpers. So you put the invisible fence line up in front of the fence or the wall so that the dog doesn't get clear and close to that. And then when they get close, they get an audio stimulation. If they don't, then they can get a zap. Um, and it's not for every situation, but for dogs that we we just have no other way to control their access. Um, then we can move to this. But my first choice is always just to go with the human control. Um, it's not. It's not a replacement for us being lazy. Um, we should really take control of the dog first and foremost, and control their comings and goings. Right. And then the other thing is that we want to definitely give a lot of opportunity for the oral outlet for that chewing need and uh, can't do it by itself but add that into this whole mix of things so we offer food that he has to kind of work for those little busy cubes where you can hide dog food in them or treats and make him work for his food so that he's not working to chew on some other inanimate object okay. um, many people will also kind of put the food in the yard and separate the feeding several times a day and kind of let them kind of work for their food in that way so uh, you got a lot of work here, and that's the challenge with it. But what you can definitely get to the bottom of this the the really big point is that there's no easy way out. And it's gotta be a concerted effort with everyone in the house to make sure we're supervising this young buck.
2: <laughs> we're all with you, Sandy. Thank you for your call today at 1-866-405-8405. Underwriting for animal radio comes from company of animals. We were just talking about this a few minutes ago. Separation anxiety could be one of the it is probably one of the biggest calls we get here is about separation anxiety and inappropriate oh, yes. irritation. Yeah. So separation anxiety can plague all kinds of animals, even the most comfortable animal. Could have separation anxiety, like Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. We think she's pretty well adapted, but when you leave out the door, yeah, she's a little she gets anxious. that way. Yes, she does. Uh, but we figured out trying this anxiety wrap from Company of Animals makes a world of difference. It, it cuddles them, and it does it in a way that applies pressure to specific acupressure points in the body and the hind legs. So, Oh. I, well, you know what? i got to say it's Dr. Roger Mugford uh, again. So okay. you, he knows. He knows it all. Yep. The anxiety wrap from Company of Animals. Check out the website at companyofanimals.us. Good stuff for separation anxiety. Oh, and thanks for underwriting Animal Radio.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
9: When the leading antihistamine and Nasacort go nose-to-nose, Nasacort wins. Stopping more of the chemical responses that can cause your nasal allergy symptoms. And when you stop more causes, you get 24-hour relief from sneezing, an itchy runny nose, even congestion. It's prescription-strength medicine available over-the-counter. Nasacort Allergy 24-Hour. Stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed.
1: And now, for GEICO's edition of Stuff Found in Your Car, we go inside your side door pocket.
17: Hello, yes, the crumpled receipt with gum in it. From your anniversary dinner, you sprang for expensive wine, your server was Beth. That dinner was a couple hundred dollars. Money you could get back if you switched to GEICO and saved hundreds of dollars on your car insurance. I bet you'd save that receipt. Frame it,
2: even. But really, where did I go wrong? Was it the corkage fee?
0: GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com today. Lumber
17: Liquidators has one of the best selections of top quality hardwood floors. And now we've got them for less with deals in over 400 gorgeous styles, including some of our most popular floors, like pre-finished gunstock oak. It's a best-selling hardwood, and now it's just 99 cents. Or get the look of acacia with our thickest and best European laminate. It's a customer favorite, and it's also 99 cents. Get pre-finished hardwood from 49 cents. Plus, pay no interest until September 2016. For the flooring styles you want at a price you deserve, visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. You know
10: canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800 392 78 Hey, everybody, this is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say, you, right now, want to take... Wait, give me the line again. My brain skipped. Uh, Brett Michaels... I just and... had one of my brain
2: hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, go don't do that. Don't that do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go okay. ahead. Animal Radio. Brett Michaels Animal Radio. You've got it. I knew the Animal Radio. Like, Okay, here we
10: go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels. You're listening to Animal Radio, and take care of your pets.
1: They will rock your world. Mmm celebrating the connection with our pets this is animal radio featuring your dream team veterinarian dr debbie white and groomer joey villani and here are your hosts hal abrams and judy francis
2: we're going to the phones for your calls in just a second here. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Addressing the concerns about the canine flu, we have a, a brand new press release that just came in today. It's now in Alabama, California, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Wisconsin, and Texas. It's Might
3: be easier to say where it is. Where it isn't. isn't.
2: Uh, well, last week it yeah. was only in Texas and uh, well Chicago, Chicago and Illinois. Started, yeah. Uh, then, uh, there was a, you know, a dog takes, dogs travel so much these days. So it's very easy for an animal to get across the country. What are you pointing at? What the you, dog.
3: I don't want the dog to escape.
2: Don't want me to step on the dog there? Yeah. The studio dog. <laughs> Who would want to do that?
5: There? Here, I'll
3: close the door. Close the door close so the she, doesn't she doesn't
2: escape. Thank stop you. Stop this multi-million dollar show. Thank shortage. you
5: guys. You just put her out in the hall with Dolly.
2: <laughs> Is that wrong? <laughs> They'll have fun out there.
5: <laughs> they
2: will. <laughs> okay. What are you working on anyway this hour?
5: We're going to find out what the latest is on Archie the toothless black bear in Ohio. I, he-
2: I heard about that bear. Now, this bear has been living at uh, for like a long time with the owners. It's like a pet bear. Is that correct?
5: Yeah, they did it. There was a technicality. The state wanted this, and they hadn't complied with that soon enough. And so now the fate of Archie the 41-year-old toothless black bear hangs in the balance because of, you know, what's best for Archie and what the state says. This is the law. So I'll give you the latest on that.
2: (laughs) That's on the way right here on Animal Radio. Let's hit the phones right now for your calls. 1-866-405-8405. Hey, Debbie.
18: Hi, how are you? How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a question for Dr. Debbie. Uh, Okay. Just to give give you a little brief history, I have an eight-year-old pure black shepherd named Z. She was um, since she's been spaded, she's been a very picky eater. She looks at food as if it's poison at time, even if it's a steak. Um, mm-hmm. Recently, um, within the last five months, I've been separated and she's been back and forth. And in that duration, um, about a month ago, she had to have a toe removed due to cancer. Okay.
13: Um,
18: and, th- and now I know she's becoming very nervous. Obviously then the, the, the eating situation has gotten even worse. Um, so I'm asking your advice on, even if I cook food for her, I have to hand feed her and forget mixing dog food with her. And I'm concerned for her health at this point. So, um, any suggestions on how to get her to eat or just go cold turkey and go back to dog food?
7: Well, I guess uh, you mentioned that she's, um, a bit anxious now. Has she always been an anxious dog?
18: Not as bad as she is now. I like where I'm staying right now. There's a yard and she loves being outside and I can't get her to go out there unless I go out with her, you know. She's jumping at every little wind that blows and branch that falls. And so I think it has to do with the situation, you know, on top of her being sick and back and forth to the vet for the last two months. So. Oh
7: yeah. Now I guess, um, you know, I, whatever it takes for her to eat, is she's recuperating from an illness. Those situations, I'm pretty liberal, and, you know, we have to feed the body. So, you know, if the appetite is off because we're on medication or we're recovering from an illness, you know, first and foremost, we want to feed the pet. And then if we're established and we're in a healthy body state, then we can talk about playing a little tough love and, you know, whether or not we need to focus on just getting onto a dog food or just... Just entertaining her appetite uh, quirks I don't if you like will
18: for, her, but how do I know what is an uh, appropriate balanced meal i guess
7: you, know. you won't and that's the problem <laughs> that even even myself i can't tell you how much chicken to mix with rice to add a supplement. It is a very complicated thing as far as creating a balanced diet now, a lot of people can say they cook for their dogs, but is it really balanced and that's Really for a veterinary nutritionist to say. So I guess my first concern is, you said she had some bone cancer in her toe. I would want to make sure we really have a clean bill of health and that everything is okay. Um, because yeah, some different the types. Thing...
18: Yeah. They felt they got What's the whole that? thing that it was, they felt they got the whole uh, tumor that it was confined.
7: Okay. So. And, you know, there are some varieties of uh, bony tumors that can spread. So, you know, it's always a wise thing to check chest x-rays, make sure we're really good all the way around. And if we are, and she's being fussy, you know, I would still like to see you get some kind of a dog food in her. If she's opposed to that and she would prefer human variety foods, then I kind of go meet them halfway. And I will go for a gravy style or a stew style. Things that look like human food, smell like human food, but yet we know are balanced for dogs. That, for me, is the best accommodation that I can make for a dog that prefers human food. If she continues to still not eat for you, I'm still going to be concerned that there might not be something right in her medical world, and that will be my first thought that I'm going to go back to. Now, if she's always been an anxious dog and hasn't eaten well, you know, we can talk about behavior medicines, things to help calm her, and that might also no help anxious, her appetite. But she,
18: she's always been a fussy eater. I mean, she looks at food sometimes like we're poisoning her, you know. Just. Uh-huh. <laughs> she turns and, she turns her nose up to it. It's amazing. But, um but and what's case.
7: her body condition? Is she uh, healthy weight, a little on the pudgy side, skinny? Well,
18: she's a healthy weight. She's eighty pounds. She seems the best. Okay. She seems very healthy. You know, feel good. Her coat's nice, and you know, so as far as that, yeah. it's okay.
7: I'm going to say that I'm going to encourage you to kind of try to find something in the stew varieties. And, um you know, there's a lot of basic ones over there. I know that it's – I'm not sure if spot stew is still out there, but there's a lot of good ones out at the pet store that you can go with. And um try to use that. If she doesn't eat and we think she is healthy and that she is cancer-free – then if she doesn't eat for the day, I'm not going to panic. Um, now, if you want to try doing some home cooking, um, a good resource to look into is actually there's a book by a doctor, um, Dr. Stromback, and it's the Home Prepared Dog and Cat Diets, and it gives you more specific guidance on amounts, different ingredients, and then different health conditions that we might need to feed for. So that might be a resource to check out there, Debbie, and see if you
18: want to go that helping. route. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. Okay. Um, And what do you think about the situation? you think back and forth is okay for dogs? I know kids do it, so. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you
7: know, as far as with the divorce situation, right? Yeah. Okay, in many cases, it is fine. I have had dogs where this is a big upset for them that it takes them a while to readjust to the the change from going from one house to household to the other. Um, but I've had other pets where it works perfectly fine. So if it does seem that her appetite is really bad after the immediate transition going back and forth, then it might look to maybe make an agreement where either she can stay at one residence longer or that we make a choice for the pet's best interest. so, um, I have had that happen before. And I actually got in the middle of a, a divorce proceeding because uh, I had to kind of counsel and, and help the dog uh, get through some of the problems she had. And uh, so, yeah. And, and I always say, what is best for the dog? So if you need to make that call, then got to do it.
2: <laughs> Thanks for your call, Debbie. one 405 8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team. I want to take a quick moment to thank those that make Animal Radio possible. Stella and Chewies has been underwriting Animal Radio for years now. I think their commitment to educational programs speaks volumes just like their food the official food of ladybug the studio stunt dog and i'm proud to say it
1: you're listening to animal radio call the dream team now at 1-866-405-8405 this
16: is glenn close on animal radio and remember how very very important it is To spay or neuter your pet. No, that's terrible. Okay, start again. (laughs) This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio, urging you to spay
14: or neuter your pet.
8: Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Have you ever been frustrated while trying to take a picture of your pet? They're sitting there looking so cute. You pick up your camera and they run away, jump out of the frame, or try to play with you, or maybe even attack the camera. Pet photographer Ian White suggests choosing a background that works well with your pet. For example, if you have a black lab, he'll show up better on a light-colored blanket. Pets model the best when they're a little tired and after a meal. Let them fall asleep on the selected background and then alert them with a treat or a squeaky toy. Be ready with that camera. Try to take the photo from eye level, which may mean lying on your stomach or having your pet up on a bed or furniture. Good luck. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio.
2: I shouldn't have put Merlot in my coffee.
9: Oh, that does it every time? (laughs) Dang it. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Brought to you by Drs. Foster & Smith Pet Pharmacy. With prescription medications and over-the-counter products like Advantix Flea & Tick medication delivered right to your door. Learn more at fosterandsmith.com.
5: Hi, I'm Lori Brooks.
9: As an animal lover, I
5: have done this, and I'm sure you have too. You spent hours and hours contemplating the fabric of your next living room sofa or the next sofa for the family room. So we're going to help you with that right now. Consider how maybe a dog or a cat's hair will show up on the upholstery as well, as whether it might embed itself in the weed of a fabric that you might choose. And that would make it really difficult to clean. Well, how the fabric also will react to dog nails, cat nails, cat clawing. And you will want to make sure that you choose a fabric that is fairly easy to clean off, you know, drool marks and paw prints. So here is a few good rules to follow. Now, pattern is definitely something you want it's better than a solid fabric you want something with a pattern but not a tweedy texture okay fabrics with patterns they say are a good option to consider for hiding evidence of pet hair and uh, patterns can also help to camouflage the hair as well as marks or stains and that works especially well if a predominant color in the pattern and the pet hairs are similar so if you have a black dog or a black cat you're going to want a pattern that is mostly a black color for your new sofa or your sofa-to-be. And, you know, it's tempting to go with those tweedy kind of fabrics. It'll kind of camouflage pet hair a bit. But also, did you know that the weave can allow pet hair to become wedged in the fibers? And that makes it difficult to clean, retain an odor, which is something we don't really want. In Ohio, a judge there has dismissed a civil case by a couple who say they want to keep their toothless 41-year-old black bear pet despite not getting a required permit that the state wanted them to have. The couple says that the caged male bear they have, Archie, that Archie is old and he is unlikely to escape, and they said they weren't adequately notified about the law and that moving or tranquilizing Archie would threaten his life. Their attorney says he remains hopeful about reaching a compromise so that the couple can keep Archie. The Ohio Department of Agriculture, though, says the couple's permit application was submitted back in February and that the bear wasn't registered or even microchipped, as bears, I guess, are supposed to be if you're going to keep them as a pet in Ohio. I'm Lori Brooks. Be sure to get more breaking animal news
9: anytime you want it at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Pharmacy. With everyday low prices on products like Quellin and Rimadil delivered right to your door with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Learn more at FosterAndSmith.com.
0: Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies have a vet VIPPS accredited online pharmacy covering all your pet's needs from heartworm medications and anti-inflammatories like Rimadyl to non-prescription items like canine Advantix flea and tick preventive. Doctors Foster & Smith has your pet covered. We'll even contact your vet for you, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day with free shipping on orders over $49. Shop online at FosterAndSmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first.
17: Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
2: It's Animal Radio. We're celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free. 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to any one of the Dream Team. Uh, we're going to visit with Dr. Roger Mugford, and we usually visit with him in the UK. Today, he's on the road. If you're brand new to Animal Radio, he is, of course, the uh, founding top dog at the Animal Behavior Center and also with Company of Animals, and he invented the Halty. You know the halty, the halty collar? Yes. This guy invented it. So today we're Skyping with him in, where are you? Cape Town, South Africa. Cape Town, yeah. South wow. Africa. What well. brings you there? Is that business?
19: Well, it is um, because there's a, a lot of dogs in South Africa, a lot of really uh, nice people. Of, of course, it's a very diverse nation. Um, and um, yeah, pet ownership is as popular in the poorest people in the townships as in the, I have to say, tend to be white people in the city like uh, Durban, Cape Town, and Johannesburg. Um, But, you know, things are moving on in this country. The Nelson Mandela inheritance is um, alive and well, and it's just a happy place to be. Is there a homeless problem
2: with the animals there as there is
19: in the United States? Enormously so. In uh, uh, urban townships like Soweto that we've all heard about, Um, there's so much poverty. And, yeah, the poverty affects the animals. The quality of life of the people is directly affected in the prospects for, well, not just dogs and cats that we think of, but also animals that are used for carting stuff around, like donkeys and horses. They're also uh, animals in need, if you like. So uh, I've had my heart touched many times in this visit to South Africa by the kindness of people to one another uh, and the optimism of the country, but also um, their attitude towards animals, which is generally speaking... Very kind.
2: Oh, that's good to hear. Well, I wanted to get you on Skype today because Judy is training Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, and she's using some of the tools that you were kind enough to send us. And we're just amazed at, how many new things there are compared to 20 years ago you have uh like in my hands i have one of the uh, clickers here which has two volumes which i think is pretty cool you what what would be the purpose of having a two volume clicker is that to train two different uh, yeah
19: it's it's not two different dogs but but dogs differ so much in their oral sensitivity and the hearing sensitivity for instance, uh, breeds like uh, cock Spaniels and uh, Border Collies are very sound sensitive. You know, less is usually better. Whereas other breeds, dare I say, uh, thick-skulled breeds like Labradors <laughs> and Boxers, <laughs> you've got to really shout at them to get them as well. <laughs> But if you know what I mean, dogs differ in their hearing sensitivity by breed, by size. Usually the smaller the dog, the better the hearing sensitivity. So um, we, we naturally don't want to frighten dogs, especially puppies, when they're first exposed to a clicker clickers of course are always associated with a payoff with a reward and um, once they realize that a clicker is something oh i'm doing the right thing then in future that clicker can be paired to be associated with the dog performing something that you wanted him to do to lie down to stay to retrieve an object or who knows what to do incredible things like dancing he'll work to music which is the big fad at the moment on both sides of the Atlantic dancing to dancing. what is it
3: dancing with your dog yeah
19: that's right instead of people dancing well they, they, obviously the dog owner dances <laughs> but does incredible acrobatic things with the dog the dog participates and it is all in time to it could be heavy metal rock or something more scenic and more more melodic in the UK on saturday night there's a really big competition for um, Britain's Got Talent. I think there's a US show that is, uh, yeah, uh, yes. America's Got Talent, and it was won. Guess what? By a dog, and a dog, and it's a very talented uh, owner trainer, and she was using all of these basic um, uh, reward-based techniques, and especially linked to a clicker trainer. Oh,
2: well, that's cool to hear. Of course, we have America's Got Talent here, and we've had two seasons where dogs have been winners. Yeah, that's awesome uh, on the show. You're good. Included with the the clicker is a little pamphlet. It's a uh, it's actually not that little. It's a, a very uh, in depth pamphlet at how to train your dog with the clicker to go down or to walk on a loose lead or to recall or to spin or to take a bow. All of these things. Do you have to have a smart dog for that?
19: No. You do, we've we've tried to make uh, all <laughs> aspects of training and control of course of dogs um, easy simple. And dare I say, you know, idiot proof. And, um, the, I've written these, uh, instructions, these manuals, uh, that go along with the product, um, because we want people to know the best way of doing it. And of course they can also go online and, and, and see it on our websites. But, um, the, the knowledge is really the key to the use of things like whistles and, uh, and, and clickers and other things in the clicked range of products. So, um, just going out and buying it isn't going to solve or create new behaviors, um, but knowledges and, and effort and energy and and intelligence by the owner is going to achieve the great things.
2: Well, these are just tools, just tools, that's all. They're not going to solve any problems. You've got to learn how to use them and yeah. use them properly. The whistle, I'm really intrigued by the whistle. Now, I don't have one here in studio, but you have one down there uh, that you, br- you brought along with you. Uh, you must be fun going through customs with all your <laughs> what, uh, t- what Tell us a little bit about the whistle. And uh, I understand there's a silent whistle on that. Is that a whistle that only dogs will hear?
19: If you listen carefully, you'll be able to hear a silent whistle. Now, listen. Did you hear that? That was a silent whistle. I, uh, <laughs> I heard the silence. It's a very high-frequency output whistle that a dog can hear. Now, with but dogs then, Chris, all over the
2: country right now, are their ears going up when you do that? Well...
19: I'm afraid that these sorts of high-frequency, indeed low-frequency rumbles—that sort that elephants make when they talk to one another across a um, safari—these are not transmitted on Skype, let alone any normal sort of electronic medium. Sure. So they get uh, corrupted by technology. And that's a that's a a two-tone whistle. Okay. And of course there are two signals there. And those signals can be used as in training sheepdogs that you've all seen one man and his dog sheepdog working away.
2: This is all great stuff. I encourage listeners to look at companyofanimals.us. And you know what? I'm gonna give out one of each of these in the clicks range right now for downloading the animal radio app. So if you haven't done that yet, go ahead and download the app. Company Dr. Roger Mugford. <laughs>
7: And we're here to take your calls. This is Dr. Debbie, and I do believe we have Jeff here. Hi, Jeff.
2: Hi, how
6: are
12: you doing?
7: Super. How's your day going?
12: Um, my cat has a pain problem, and when we take him to the vet, they say that he has crystals in his urethra. And about, okay. once, a year, about once a year, we have to take him in. And uh, they gave him this food to eat, but he refuses to eat it. And I was wondering if you had any advice.
7: Okay, absolutely. Now, when he's having these problems, is he actually getting fully blocked where he can't pass urine? Or is it he's having um, frequent urination and pain, discomfort, things like
12: that? It did happen once where he couldn't pass urine and we had to bring him in. And, yeah, he uh, has pain and struggles to pee sometimes.
7: Okay, Very common problem in male cats, and and definitely part of the problem is they have a tendency for different types of crystals in their urine. So the veterinarian's recommendation for diet can truly play a huge role in preventing future occurrences. does a little good if he doesn't like the food and he won't eat it. Um, Do do you recall the brand or the the name of the food that you're using?
12: Uh, CD something.
7: Okay, C.D. And, you know, there are a lot of other brands. So if it's a palatability problem where, you know, he's not really interested in the food, I'd talk to your veterinarian. I use one by Royal Canin uh, for the crystal problem that's called S.O. I love it. Really good for cats. Um, they seem to like it pretty well. Um, but there's other brands out there as well. So that might be one way to attack it. For a lot of cats that have these chronic problems with, problems going to the bathroom and crystals and the discomfort with that i will always keep them on a glucosamine supplement people are saying wait a minute we're not talking arthritis here we're talking kind of a similar effect and um, glucosamine in cats has a kind of a protective effect on the inside of their bladder so it actually is kind of like a natural anti-inflammatory So on a long-term basis, any cat in my clinic that has this type of problem, we keep them on glucosamine supplements long-term. So that would be one thing um, that I would also see about adding into your regimen there. And uh, the hard thing is when we're really battling an acute crisis of managing uh, those problems, we want to make sure we fully treat the infection, get that under control with antibiotics, and then see if we can get them past that and, and work on the preventative uh, strategies there. Try the other brands out there. And another big thing I'll mention, for cats that have chronic um, uh, infections, or what we call FUS, feline urologic syndrome, we'll add in a lot of moisture to their food, so canned food is very helpful, or even watering down the diet so that they have a little extra moisture, and that kind of helps flush out uh, the bladder, if you will.
14: Hi, Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello! And please spay and neuter your pets. Be a responsible pet owner. As a matter of fact, spay and neuter your friends' pets also. Give it to them as a present.
1: What a good idea. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
17: Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com.
0: You're
1: listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
2: 1-866-405-8405. We're going to head back to the phones in just a couple of minutes right here for your calls toll-free. And, uh, but first let's visit with Carrie, Carrie Lamar. Hi, Carrie. How are you?
13: Hi, how? I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm
2: awesome. You know what? You did something in 2013 that I wanted to share with listeners. It's, it's a cool story. About a year ago, maybe less than a year ago, we had a guy on who rescued a dog that was thrown out of a car in the middle of traffic on the uh, 405 in Los Angeles, kind of a big highway. Uh And then I saw this story. You uh, rescued a cat, sort of a similar story. You were driving along, and all of a sudden you saw a cat fly by your window?
13: I did. Um, I was driving to Los Angeles, ironically, to pick up a stray dog that I had found the day prior, and someone agreed to hold for me overnight. And um, I was driving down the 60 freeway. I was in a fast lane. And all of a sudden, what appeared to be a tiny kitten went flying past my windshield. So I I pulled over next to the center divider, and I got out of my car to look for him. Um, I walked quite a distance, and I was starting to wonder if there really was a kitten. (laughs) Uh, And then um, about that time, I looked over the center divider, and I found him on the other side of the freeway. So Hmm. I was so worried that he would run into traffic, so I... I climbed over the center divider, <laughs> wondering what people must have been thinking. Um, cars were honking. It was just
9: wow. it was, it was surreal.
13: And I was so afraid that he would run as soon as I tried to grab him. But um, I took a deep breath, and I reached down, and fortunately I was able to grab him. And um, so he climbed back over the other side, and um, he was pretty traumatized. He was biting me, and I said, It's okay, little fellow, just keep biting, but I'm not going to let you go. So, um, yeah, it was it was very frightening there. I still just thinking back to it, I, I get chills because I I just think about what could have happened to him. And
2: uh, sure. where do you so think he came funny. from?
13: Somebody had to have thrown him from the car over to my right, and I didn't see the car. I like I, said, I just saw the kitten flying. and
16: jeez. <laughs> oh, I
13: know, and, you know, it's weird when I think back in retrospect, it seems like it was in slow motion. I just saw this kitten tumbling through the air, and um, so unfortunately I didn't get a look at the car because it just happened so quickly.
3: And uh, most people would have just kept on driving thinking, oh, I really didn't see that. You know, traffic, there's nothing I can do about it.
13: Yeah, I just, you know, it all happened so quickly, and I just thought I couldn't live with myself if I just kept going. So I had to at least try, and I, I'm so grateful that it worked out the way it did.
2: Do you know the status of the cat right now?
13: I do. Um, we, I actually got him into the vet immediately, and he, um, fortunately he only had some abrasions, some minor abrasions, and um, he was pretty traumatized from the ordeal, so he stayed at my vet's office for a few days. And one of my dearest friends adopted him.
3: Oh, so do you get to see him? I do. Does he still bite you?
13: <laughs> no, he's a very sweet cat. It, <laughs> it did take him a while to adjust, though. He would he would hiss when people came near him, but, um, boy, he's just turned out to be the most lovely cat. So That's
2: a wild story. Now, you also mm-hmm. do a little rescue on the side, don't you? I do. Tell us about that.
13: Uh, well, I started my uh, nonprofit, uh, Animal Rescue, about a year and a half ago. I had been um, volunteering in rescue for five or six years, and um, just decided that it was time to, um, to start my own rescue, and it's been an incredible experience. We've fostered around 50 dogs. Um, we transport, we network, we pull dogs from the shelter, and we help the strays in our community, and we help owner surrenders when they can no longer keep their animals. We, we help rehome them, so it's um, a lot of work. It's a lot of work and it's heartbreaking, but it's also the most joy that I've ever felt in my life.
2: Check out Carrie's website, kissesandpaws.com. Kissesandpaws.com. Of course, we'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. And you are our hero, and not only our hero, but you're our final hero. We yep.
3: finished oh. up our season.
2: For the last 26 weeks, we've been featuring people that go above and beyond the call of duty in taking care of animals. We've had some wonderful, wonderful people on the last 26 some weeks. Young and I couldn't think of a better way to end than with Carrie Lamar right here on Animal Radio. Carrie, thank you so much for joining us.
13: Oh, I'm truly honored. Thank you so much for including me.
2: Of course. Be well. And, uh, check out Carrie's website, kissesandpaws.com. It has once again flown right by. Thank you so much for joining us today. Remember, you can get your Animal Radio fix over at AnimalRadio.com and download the Animal Radio app. It's just been updated today brand new release of it you'll want to check it out for your iphone and for android you can actually ask your questions well you could always ask your questions directly from the app but now there's lots more resources over there uh and it's brought
3: to us by the oh, fine yes. folks at of-
2: doctors De- fosters and smith i'm sorry give those guys props for making it a free download for you also check out dr debbie's books yorkshire terriers shih tzus pugs mini schnauzers how to be your dog's best friend they're over at Amazon, their Kindle books, and you can learn more over at animalradio.com. Next week, we have Mayim Bialik. Is that how you pronounce I don't know her last
3: name? I have no. I clue. I think it's Bialik.
2: Bialik. Okay, that shows so. you how unhip I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't even close.
3: Yeah.
2: She, uh, you'll know her best as Blossom. Uh, oh
3: yes, I remember that. Oh joke. okay.
2: And yeah. she's uh, on uh, the Big Bang Theory right mm-hmm. now. Did you know she holds a PhD in neuroscience? She's a one smart wow. lady. Uh, she was also in uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, MacGyver, Murphy Brown, Doogie Hauser. And now she's helping a bunch of the animals. We're going to find out. Very she, cool. She'll be here next week right here on Animal Radio. So join us for that. Have a great one. That's what I'm doing. What? What are you doing?
4: I'm updating my Animal Radio app. Right
2: now? Right now? As we speak. Right, right now, as we speak, yes. <laughs> so go do it, just like Joey. And have yourself a great week.
4: Bye-bye.
3: Bye bye. Bye.
17: Animal our,
1: our, our, our Radio Network. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Oh, it's Animal
2: Radio. Well, head back to the phones for your calls, toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. Don't forget, you can also ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download. And it's time to visit once again with Doc Halligan. Hey, Doc, how are you doing today?
20: I'm doing great. How are you?
2: I'm splendid, thank you very much.
20: (laughs) You have like a little Joey accent going uh, on, a little Jersey accent when he's not in the
2: studio, I talk like him. But oh, I would see, because
20: never... you miss him so much. I yes. would never
2: do that in front of him, of course.
20: Okay. Yeah. we All right.
2: So uh, we're talking about missing pets this week. And you know what? It's, it seems like people will think, oh, my pet's never going to disappear or anything like that. But really, the chance of it happening once in their lifetime with you is overwhelming. They will sneak by sooner or later that door that is open just for a second
3: i had an animal that snuck out and i didn't even know it it snuck out between my legs when i opened the door and it wasn't a little while i turned around and thought you know what i haven't seen my cat in a while
20: oh yeah and that judy what you just said happens all the time where you don't even know they've gotten out yeah. cats are a little slinky like that yeah.
2: so obviously we need id on them
20: i can't tell you how important that is and it's so simple and it's inexpensive So everybody in America, all of your cats and dogs should have a collar and a tag that's legible, that works.
3: Yeah, you know, when I find a dog, I do a lot of dog walking, the first thing I'd look for is a tag Mm -hmm. with... Yep. Not, you know, an ID with contact information so I can call yes. their guardian.
2: Mm. So that's so basic. Yeah. That seems like a real It's gimmie. just basic.
3: And yet, I can't tell you,
20: I'd say probably <laughs> only half Americans have that. Mm. I, I, What's that's wrong with that?
3: Yeah, I don't even think it's that high.
2: As we mentioned last week, also the microchip. So you have the ID tag uh, that's on the outside and the microchip that's mm-hmm. on the inside.
3: People will say, well, my cat won't
20: wear a collar. Yes, they will. You just have to find the right one and start as early as you can as kittens and get that collar on them and get them used to it and they're fine do
3: you always put breakaways on cats do cats always 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 wear breakaways? you
20: you have to do a breakaway because they can get hung up and get hurt and strangle themselves Mm
3: -hmm.
2: what are some other things we should do to keep the cats and dogs from disappearing
20: make sure that whenever you take your pet outside it is on a leash or in a carrier as you know people travel with cats in their car (laughs) And they don't put them in a box or anything and That's very, very dangerous. Think if you get in an accident. It's not good because my brother's a fireman, and he tells me horror stories. So it's it's for their protection in the car. You don't think anything's going to happen. Someone could just rear-end you, Mm. and that's that. So if you're traveling with your pet, they've got to be secure, and even dogs should be in a seatbelt going one step farther. So the carrier,
2: like a cat carrier, you're saying it should be what, seatbelted in?
20: Yes, they have. They have seat. Yeah, you just put the seatbelt around it. If the dog is free, it should be seatbelted. Uh, that's what the you know authorities mm-hmm. tell you from going to the accident. So that's important. Um, you know, the other thing too is pet-proofing your yard. People don't realize like you don't have a lock on your gate, or the pool man comes and they leave it open. I'd say that happens a lot. Yep. The gardener, or the pool man, yep. and the dog is mm-hmm. just waiting to go for an adventure.
2: I, I hear that all the time. We had somebody, some workers over to the house, and then the, the animal went missing when the workers were here.
20: Yeah, I'd I'd say that's a big cause of animals getting yep. lost. you got to talk to your gardener, talk to your pullman, make sure it's locked. And, you know, they usually come on a schedule, so that shouldn't be that hard. Also, too, can your dog jump the fence? You know, you get a new dog from the shelter, and you're all excited, and you leave it outside, and it jumps the fence. Uh-oh. And that happens a lot because you don't know the dog, and you'd be amazed
3: how high they can scale over some of these fences. Mm. You see, my problem was I have a little dog in a picket fence, and it could squeeze through the picket. See? So I I thought I was safe because I thought, well, they can't jump. So I had to go and put chicken wire all along Mm -hmm. the bottom of my fence. Mm.
20: Oh, that's mm. interesting. And you know, the other thing people don't think about, make sure your pets are getting exercise because then they aren't as apt to want to try to escape. And kitties that want to try to get out <laughs> the front door, you've got to exercise them at least 15 minutes every single day. Mm and then they're not as apt to eh, you know I'm feeling good you know how you feel after you've gone to the gym you're you know, <laughs> you're more relaxed and you're not as yeah. you know tight that's so and... antsy
3: yeah.
2: well the the other thing is yeah. is spaying and neutering i would imagine if they're oh yeah yep.
20: you know what is it i'd say 75% of cats and dogs in the shelters are not spayed or neutered wow that's pretty high yeah they're they're frustrated their instinct is the hormones take over i need to get out and mate And that's what they do. Or they don't. They end up getting in a shelter or hit by a car, which is sad. Mm -hmm. The other thing, you should take pictures of your pets. Oh, yeah. This also goes for disaster preparedness because when I was in Katrina, these poor people, they'd be describing their pet, but after they have been in disaster, they don't look kind of like what the owner's describing, and we were not able to reunite pet owners with their pets. Um, you have to have pictures of them. Any kind of defining little mole or something like that. Because it, it, it makes it sometimes really hard to reunite. I mean, a black cat is a black cat. But I can tell you that you know your kitty and if you get a picture of them, that can really help. You know, they, they might have some little nuances. But um you should have uh, current pictures of them and keep them in a safe place. So so we'll after do, the show today,
2: go take a picture of your animal, current yeah. picture of your animal if you haven't yet.
3: Picture is worth a yeah. thousand words. And,
20: yes. Yeah, and like any little, de- an extra toe, you know, tufts of hair missing here or something like that. They're little things that make them unique.
2: Mm, okay. <laughs> what else?
20: Okay. Okay. So that's, I think that's all like the, preventative right i mean can you guys think anything else i mean just i think we've covered all the just make sure that your
2: microchip tags are registered they have the right uh you know just having the tag alone doesn't mean that you can find them they have to have the current address and information so make sure you update that too that was
3: Yeah.
20: just be. yes and if you've moved make sure you've called and updated that information
3: be so. aware of where your pets are.
20: Yeah. That, someone's, you know, it'd be nice to have a tracker, wouldn't it? But they can make those, but they're very expensive where it actually tracks your, yeah, your pet. Yeah,
3: that's not a bad mm-hmm. idea. They're,
20: so they're coming down out. in
2: price, though. Yeah. They're about 100 bucks yeah. now. Yeah, course, see, so it's coming down. Judy was mentioning earlier all the, the new social media that if your pet gets lost, there's uh, yes. Facebook pages and Twitter pages for that. Uh, a lot of new resources for that as the internet. Yeah,
20: I mean, think about that's something we didn't have, and oh. that would be one of the most easiest, fastest way to alert that you're missing a pet is social media, Judy, you're right. Yeah, you and know, in, just- in
3: our neighborhood, we have a neighborhood watch website where all the neighbors have signed on, so everybody kind of watches out when something goes, you know... If there's a car parked, a strange car in the neighborhood, or if an animal is missing. And I have seen within hours, someone will post the animal has been found because the neighborhood, you know, got See? together and kept an eye out on that for that animal. And you
20: know, you could post the picture mm-hmm. that you have, and that's going to just be like, whoa. Yeah. So everybody's out looking for it. Yeah. My pet mm-hmm. is here.
2: Has this ever happened there to you? There
20: he is. He's he, what?
2: Have you ever lost a pet?
20: I have. Oh my gosh. Really? Oh, my heart. Duke. My love of my life. I turned my back and then all of a sudden my dog wasn't there. And you know, Duke, um, was just an old man at that time. He was like 12 years old. And, um, I used to always walk him up and down my neighborhood. Um, and he must have wandered off, you guys. And I was hysterical. I was running, screaming. And I see this lady trying to get him in her Mercedes Benz down at the bottom of the street. And Duke was barking at her like, what? And it was like, wait, that's my dog. That's my dog. But see, you've got to act fast. Because had I just waited a little bit, who knows? She might have put him in her car. And he wow. had a really bad neck Disability, So he didn't wear a collar. He was chipped, uh-huh. but he didn't have, you know, the neck thing because of his neck. But still, yeah. I <sighs> panicked and got him back. So that's yeah, wow. happened to me, too. You know, so I'm telling you guys, right. The first and foremost is you've got to act immediately. And, the, you know, the Facebook thing. Um, and the other thing I tell people, don't give up. Uh, sometimes pets will be returned months after they're missing. You hear these stories, oh, right? Yes. You see them. Years the
3: pets... sometimes.
20: Yeah, years. All the way across it's the country,
2: just... too. <laughs> animals. Yes. Different yeah. states.
20: <laughs> and then the crazy. other really sad thing, you guys, is you've got to go to the shelter. I can't tell you how many times a pet owner has come in and the dog's time was up. And they said they called and no one matched the description of the dog and the dog got put down. Mm-hmm. So you have to go to the shelter. You cannot rely on the shelter workers to be saying, Oh yeah, we got a dog in like that. Cause they're busy mm-hmm. and they're, and they're running around and you gotta go like. Immediately, every every other day, you know they usually hold them about four days.
3: No, yeah, well, you know you could also say, "Well, my dog is a beagle mix," and they could look at a dog and think of it something entirely different yep. and say, "Well, yes. I didn't th-
20: think it was a beagle mix.
3: I thought it was a something else." So.
20: Yeah, it's hard to get the the breed right sometimes. I mm-hmm. mean, people don't know the breeds. Yeah, mixed yeah. breeds. Mm-hmm.
2: All good stuff. Next week, we'll focus on what happens if your pet is lost, what to do. But now we've given you some great preventative tips. Make sure that they don't get lost in the first place. Doc Halligan from the Lucy Pet Foundation, lucypetfoundation.org. We'll be back.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.